the Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. She has so many funny lines right up Reese's alley. I love her even more. It's underrated. I had no idea. Fell in love with her performances in the 90s. Supreme. Clearly, she has guts. Whiskey teacups, also known as Sass. Full two cups of whiskey. It's also known as like a classic. Forgot how much I love this movie. I completely agree. This is exactly what we had in mind. So on point. So on point. Hello and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Anne. We love Reese Witherspoon. So this season, we're watching all of her movies and ranking them. If you want to give us your thoughts, be sure to connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And as always, be sure to rate and review. Today, we'll be talking about Four Christmases, which was released in 2008, and Reese plays a character named Kate. You can watch this for free with ads on Tubi, or you can rent this on Amazon Prime. And in Four Christmases, when Brad and Kate's Fiji Christmas plans get delayed, they get roped into four family Christmas celebrations in one day. So now is the time to pause and go watch if you haven't seen this movie, which we recommend, even though we're recording this in June. It's a great movie, so you should definitely go watch it. Otherwise, look out for spoilers. A year-round pleasure. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Yellow & Co., a destination shopping experience located in Muhammad, Illinois, a curated modern mercantile full of fun gifts that will make you laugh, smile, and feel loved. Called the cutest shop in central Illinois, but you can shop online too at shopyellowandcompany.com, all spelled out. Get free shipping on orders over $75 and use code GIRLCRUSH for 10% off your order. Okay, Allie, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded because I was in Arizona, you were in Switzerland. Yes. How was it? Oh, it was so incredible. We had the best time. It's such a magical place. Everywhere you look is a gorgeous view of mountains, trees, or lakes, or some combination of those three. What was your favorite thing you ate? Oh, um, this two-year-aged Gruyere cheese that we got in a shop in Zurich that was incredible. Amazing. Did Mm -hmm. you bring back a lot of Swiss chocolate? Yes. Brought back so much chocolate. We did a chocolate tour, which is super fun. (gasps) Fun. And apparently, like, Swiss chocolate has a different quality or a different grade, like, in order to be defined as chocolate there. So no wonder it's so good. Interesting. Yeah. That's fun. I know um, one of my roommates my freshman year in college was from London, and I learned from her that... American chocolate is terrible, like Ugh. compared to their chocolate. And she provided me with UK chocolate and she was right. <laughs> yes, it's so crazy. And it's like, no wonder. Also, I didn't even, I, I thought I didn't like white chocolate, but I tried white chocolate there, which if you don't know, white chocolate just has the cocoa butter that comes from the cacao plant. It doesn't have any actual cocoa powder, which is why it's white. But in the US, we add so much sugar and vanilla to it that it's like, that's all you can taste. But when you can just taste the cocoa butter, it's so good. Really? Because I don't really like white chocolate either. Ooh, I I have some. I'll bring some to you when I come (gasps) see you. Yay. Okay. That's fun. Yes. And you did some crazy stuff. What was your favorite activity? Okay. Well, I have to say paragliding because I literally, if you asked me a month ago when we were planning this, I told Kale originally, I was like, I'm not even considering it. Let's not even talk about it. (laughs) And then as I was looking up things to do, it kept coming up as like the best place to paraglide. So without telling Kale, I like did a ton of research on my own. And then I went to him one day and I was like, okay, how badly do you want to go paragliding? Because I think I want to (laughs) go. Yes. It looked, the pictures are unreal. It was so, so crazy. It was, it was a very surreal experience. Like I can't believe I did it. Uh, It was so cool. It looked, uh, your whole trip just looked magical. Thanks. It was so fun. What did I miss from your end? Oh my God, I've had a rough week. Okay. No. Um, 
First of all, I mean, you know this because you just got back from vacation, but you know when you have like one day off, like we have Memorial Day off, and then it's just like cool to have that one day off, but then the rest of your week is just overloaded trying to fit that one day into everything else, you know? Yes, like you almost wish you hadn't have had the day off. Exactly. So that was like what this week felt like. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to the office for the first time in months, and I got a cute new pair of shoes on, I got a cute new outfit on, Mm -hmm. and I'm going down the stairs, and I'm on a work call, unmuted, on a work call. We've talked about that before, the risk. Yep, the risk. It's always a risk. I'm unmuted, and I'm in my hand holding a travel mug of coffee without a lid on it. Oh. And also my, like, Nalgene on my finger. In my other hand, I'm holding my phone. I'm going down the stairs. I'm, like, a third of the way down, and I just step on the back of my, like, pants. No. no. And I'm all of a sudden slow motion crawling down the stairs no no (laughs) and I just like I went knees first so I didn't go like face first but I'm going knees first were you like sliding yeah coffee and I have stuff in both hands so I like can't stop myself Coffee is just I I honestly wish it was on one of our like security cameras oh, in our house yes. because I'm sure it looks hilarious because coffee literally alley everywhere like no. drip dripping from my hair all over my clothes all over the carpet all over the floors our entryway furniture the walls like you everywhere and I like land on the floor. I'm on all fours. I'm in so much pain. I'm Did you off make it to all the way to the bottom of your staircase? Oh yeah, on oh. the ground. Oh. I'm like on all fours. I'm like in so much pain. Scott is coming, like running out of his office. He's like, "What just happened?" And I just like type in our chat. It was an internal call with my team. Thank goodness. Type in our oh. chat. I'm like, "Just fell down the stairs. Have to hang up." <laughs> like, oh, no. And everyone's like, what? Are you okay? I mean, it was so bad. My knees through my pants, completely skinned, like so painful. It's just Aaron. been like, so like, that's been awful. And then just you like the whole thing. week has been just like a lot. So usually I feel like when we record, I'm like, glass of wine, wander and ivy. No, yeah. today I'm like, cocktail oh, in a yes. cup. <laughs> Friday evening. Friday evening. What kind of cocktail are you drinking? I made this, like, limeade cocktail for Memorial Day because I just, like, had limeade in the fridge from making margaritas. So it's, like, limeade and vodka and triple sec, essentially. It's Mm. delicious. Sounds great. So, anyway. It sounds like you need it. We're going (laughs) to kick off your weekend in a great way. (laughs) I hope so because this is a fun movie. But It really is. Uh, It's just been a couple weeks since we FaceTimed. So (laughs) felt like we had to catch up. Of course. Oh. That is so sad. I can't help but be reminded of our rock star episode where we went into a laughing fit for a good <laughs> 20 minutes about falling videos. Oh my God. But it seems like you can laugh at it now. Are you far enough was, away? I literally was like, I think I sounded like Scarlet Takes a Tumble, which is like my favorite YouTube falling video. And I had a real Scarlet Takes a Tumble moment. <laughs> and takes a tumble. Yes. I- Oh, you poor thing. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I'm glad you can laugh at it now. Yeah, I mean, my knees are still screaming, but I'm Uh, laughing. uh. (laughs) Okay, let's get started. Let's get started. (laughs) So, for Christmases, for the plot, we rated it an 8.25 out of 10. 
strong start here. Yes. It opens up with Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn, who are playing Kate and Brad. They're role-playing at a bar, but we end up seeing they're actually together. They're just doing this for fun. No, it's role-play, but it does remind me of the beginning of the breakup. Maybe it's Vince Vaughn just being Vince Vaughn. Mm, but yeah, kind of similar vibes. vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, when we see that they're actually together, they're like at home getting ready for bed and they kiss with like toothpaste all over their faces. And I'm like, Mah. I think I'm you, sure yes, those that's are... right. You hate to you hate toothpaste. I, hate. I mean, outside of brushing yeah. your teeth. <laughs> yes, yes. Should it does not belong anywhere else. Yes. Oh, it's so funny. So Kate and Brad are not planning to get married. They are just enjoying their relationship, but they go to a dance class and the other couples, most of them are there like preparing for their wedding, and they question why they aren't getting married if they're so in love, which kind of ends up being like a theme at the beginning. At a holiday party, some coworkers are talking about how miserable their holiday plans are, and we learn that Kate and Brad are going to Fiji, and they lie to their families and say that they're, like, on this volunteer trip, and that's why they can't go to their family Christmas. It's a regular thing that they do. They've done this the past few years in order to get out of family commitments, family holidays. They're like, well, you can't spell families without lies. Try it sometime. (laughs) Vince Vaughn in this movie is so funny. His little one-liners and stuff just crack me up. Oh, I know. He's like 100% Vince Vaughn, which is fine. Yes, exactly. So Kate and Brad live in San Francisco. When it comes time to leave for their trip, all the flights are grounded due to fog. The gay agent is Ralphie from A Christmas Story, who's also an elf. I love that. Yes. I love that they're just like tossing him into a couple Christmas movies here and there. Yeah. Cameos. Love it. Yes. So Brad and Kate end up being interviewed on the news unexpectedly about these flights being grounded. So they're like, you know, deer in the headlight, realizing that that they're on national television, dressed in island fare, and they've been caught. Their parents start calling them. They get roped into doing Christmas with all four parents because both of their parents are divorced. So that means four Christmases, hence the name of the movie. Cut to them driving in silence to Brad's dad's house. They're like dressed in all black, mourning the loss of their vacation. (laughs) And they decide on a safe word, mistletoe, in case it gets to be too much and one of them wants to leave whatever house they're at. This is random. Do you and Kale have some sort of safe word if, like, one of you is in danger or, like, being abducted? (laughs) Totally was so scared about what you were going to (laughs) ask. Your face was just, like, frozen. I was like, uh... (laughs) You realize this this podcast goes out to the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's a good question. I feel like we have talked to, I don't think we talked about this on the podcast before, but I feel like you told me about this before. No. And that's an amazing idea. I need to have one. Yeah. I'm worried I'll forget it. You and Scott have one? Yeah, we have one. So it's like, I don't know if one of us is in a bad situation or something, we can call the other and be like, Hey, do you want me to pick up a, I'm like, it's top secret. Yeah. You can't say it. It's like that word is just like, you know, a clue. Something's not right. Oh, that's genius. I love that. Actually, when we were in Switzerland, one of our rooms, our hotel room had a balcony and we went out on the balcony and (laughs) I noticed that the room next to us, there was like a guy sitting out there. And I mean, he he was just sitting, but Kayla came in for a hug and I whispered in his ear. I'm like, there's a man standing there. And he thought I was saying, like, in our room and that we needed to, like, <laughs> run away. Kel whips out the nunchucks. He's like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Would have been good to have, like, a safe word. Yeah. A signal word. I'm going to call it a signal, signal word. word. Signal word, yeah. <laughs> oh. So Brad's dad and his brothers are, we'll say not as bougie as Brad and Kate. I'm going to leave it at that. Yep. Brad's <laughs> brothers try to wrestle him. His Their names are Denver and Dallas. And Kate learns that Brad's real name is Orlando because all of them were named after the cities they were conceived in. 
<laughs> Denver is played by John Favreau, and Dallas played by none other than Tim Bergen McGraw. This man is everywhere in our Girl Crush movies. Just popping up left and right. He also uh, plays Sandra Bullock's husband in The Blind Side. Yes, yes. Oh, so funny. Also, the sister-in-law is played by Katie Mixon, who oh, I know her. you especially love. I do. I just like find her so charming. And she's yes. in All About Steve with love Sandra her. Bullock. So Kate is obviously very confused why Brad didn't tell her about his real name. And she tells him that he should stand up to his brothers, encourages him to set boundaries with them. And he tries to do this literally right there, but they immediately tackle him and it does not go well. We both grew up with brothers. Did you guys wrestle growing up? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like if you're around three boys growing up, like you can't help, but there's always like horseplay. What about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, someone always ended up crying or bleeding, but that's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's also why I'm very. Yeah. It's also though. I think I said this in another. Oh, when we were talking about in the last city about being claustrophobic. Like. Oh yeah. That's where my only claustrophobia thing comes from. Being sat on by my brothers, not being able to move. Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So they opened gifts, and Brad got his nephews an Xbox because he did not know there was a ten dollars spending cap, which sounds like the cringiest thing that could happen. Oh, and he's more well off than his brothers. And obviously they're offended by this. They think that he's like touting his wealth over them. Yeah. And the kids obviously hate every other gift because nothing compares to an Xbox. Like they got like a flashlight or something like that from someone else. (laughs) And not only that, but Brad in his awkward, sarcastic way talks about Santa not being real and ends up breaking it to the kids. When did Ugh. you find out? I think I was like maybe seven and actually someone else ruined it for me because I was at like a, I don't know, I was at some event for my church and I heard like a, at the time she was like a teenager telling her mom about like when she found out Santa wasn't real. And I was like, <gasps> oh. just like open mouthed in the background. Trish. And then I ruined it for Bridget. I told her, <gasps> one of my friends. How could just, you? I don't know. It was so terrible. Uh. Yeah. I remember the exact moment I found out, too. Oh, tell me. I think I was also about seven. I think I was in second grade. And, you know, you look at every present under the tree every single night because you never know. Yeah. What's showing up? You got to shake it all. Whatever. Oh, oh, oh. You guys did. You put gifts under gradually. Yeah. Just like, you know, as they're wrapped, whatever. I I still do that or else I'm, you know, drowning. Yeah. And um, I saw a gift under the tree prior to Christmas that said, to Anne from Santa. And I was like, (gasps) what is this? How is this possible? <laughs> You're like, Santa came early? I'm like, someone better answer some questions. <laughs> and I I know that my one of my brothers was sitting on the couch like right next to me and he was just like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> so like, did your did you ask your parents or did you just keep it inside and you knew? I don't know if I asked or not. The other thing that convinced me, really sold me, yeah. that it was not true was when I was in kindergarten, so this is when I started having some suspicions, Yeah, me and my brothers used to snoop all the time for presents, of course, of course. and my parents who are listening to this, y'all <laughs> did not hide things very conspicuous. <laughs> it was on the floor of your closet, very easily accessible by classic, children. Classic hiding space. And we found dog shampoo, and we did not have a dog, and uh, so... We were like, what the heck? And we ended up getting, like, our puppy, like, around Christmas. But, like, the crate and, like, all the supplies came from Santa. And ah. it was items we had seen. And we were, so I started suspecting. But when I saw that, yeah. But when I saw that present under the tree prior to Christmas, I was like, mm-mm. Oh, it's not right. Wow. Tragic. Oh, 
What a letdown. I know. What do you think about like parents who are like, I'm not going to lie to my kids and let them believe that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it to some extent, but I don't know. I think it's a fun tradition. I don't feel any sort of like lasting effects of being lied to or anything. (laughs) I didn't feel like con. (laughs) No, no. I was just like, oh, that was a fun childhood thing. Yeah, it's like fun to put, you know, your reindeer food out. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's fun. Make cookies. I think it's fun. Yeah. I yeah. Like in one way I get it, but I I don't know. It seems a little a little dramatic. I feel like if my kids ask me, I'll be honest with them. I'm not gonna lie to them. Yeah, but, yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. You know, I'll I'll perpetuate the spirit of Santa Claus. For yeah, a while. totally. For sure. Yeah. It makes the season so magical. It does. Anyway. Oh, love Christmas. <laughs> It's our Christmas in June episode. Yes, exactly. Also, have you ever seen those cute videos where parents will like wrap a banana or something and <gasps> give it to their kids and the kids unwrap it and they're so happy that they got a gift. It's so sweet. They're like, a banana. <laughs> I'm like, bless your heart. They're so genuinely they're excited. So, they're so excited. Like they're just happy to be there, you know? Yes. Oh, it's With so their sweet. banana. <laughs> Oh, man. And so back to Four Christmases, Brad and Kate got his dad a satellite dish, which he's also offended by. (laughs) Also, I have to ask you at this part, Brad holds his baby niece for like a few seconds and Kate just looks at him like she's just fallen more in love with him seeing him hold a baby. And I have to ask, does this happen to you when you see Scott with a baby? Yes. I mean, he's honestly not a fan of holding an infant until they can support their own head. Okay, fair. I think as most men feel. Yeah. But yes, I mean, I've mostly seen him with my nephew here in Colorado Uh, and it is so cute. He's like uh, so into it. And he's like just so good with kids. Like, yeah, I like kids, but I'm also like, okay, go play by yourselves. But Scott (laughs) will like pretend with them for hours. Like when my other older niece and nephew are here, he'll like entertain them the whole time. They're just Uh, like in it. It's so cute. I love it. I love it. So cute. What about Kale? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm like the same way. He's so good with kids. And whenever I see him, like, even if he just waves at a child or like a baby, you know, if they're sitting at a table next to us and he just starts making faces at them, I'm like, I'm done for. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. So cute. Oh, there's just something about a man with a entertaining a baby, you know? Something about it. Yeah. So the brothers go onto the roof to install the satellite dish, and total chaos ensues. Brad's dad is screaming that the TV is fuzzy, Kate's holding the baby now, who's totally sobbing, and everyone's screaming. Brad ends up slipping off the roof, held on only by an electrical cord. It snaps, so he falls. Kate turns suddenly, whacks the baby's head on the cabinet door, (laughs) and Brad lays on the ground outside and whispers, mistletoe. (laughs) Their signal word to leave. Oh. The baby hitting its head on the pantry reminds me of that Friends episode when Rachel and Monica babysit Ben for the first time and hit his head on the beam that's never been there in the apartment until that episode. Yes. (laughs) What a nightmare. Yes. Let me just say. (gasps) Oh, man. Especially her right in front of the mom, too. Oh, my God. There's no hiding that. I swear I'm responsible. They were fine until now. Yes, exactly. (sighs) So next stop is Kate's mom's house. Kate's mom is played by Mary Steenbergen. Love her. Mm. Her aunts and grandma are obsessed with Brad. She calls it Cougar Town. <laughs> They're just like fawning over him, getting him anything he would need. That's so funny. We also meet her sister, Courtney, who's played by Kristen Chenoweth. And Courtney tells a story of how some neighbor kids trapped Kate in this inflatable jump jump and tortured her, calling her Cootie Kate, etc. 
Kate's holding her baby nephew, who spits up all over her, and Brad starts freaking out. He's like... (laughs) gagging hilarious scene by the way Vince Vaughn just like nails this and again everyone is just attending to him like oh look away take it away take it away you don't want him to get sick and no one cares that Kate is like sitting there covered and spit up and has like essentially no idea what to do about it (laughs) okay two things one Kristen Chenoweth saying the word jump jump is hysterical to me Uh, I don't know why it's so funny the way she says it and just that she calls it a jump jump I just think it's so funny yeah. Second of all, also think it's hilarious with the gagging thing because Scott also has things where he just like cannot, will not, can't do it with our dogs. And oh. one day we found out that Sam, our younger dog, is allergic to salmon because he, oh no, we'd switched him to salmon food for his coat and we had like gave, he, he loves salmon, of course, he loves yeah. it. And he like comes over to me, I'm sitting on the floor in our living room and it's like, I don't know, kid waking their mom up in the middle of the night, comes over to me, puts his head in my lap and projectile vomits all over me no and i'm like holding <laughs> it's like literally everywhere oh i'm just sitting there in shock scott's like <laughs> scott's like i gotta go i gotta go i'm like i'm the one covered in dog oh. covered <laughs> oh that's horrible uh, it's so funny oh yuck it's so gross <laughs> oh man Kate's upset because her sister told Brad about Cootie Kate, but Courtney's skeptical. Like, why didn't you guys know this stuff about each other when you've been together for three years? Mm -hmm. Kate's cleaning off her spit up in the bathroom. She starts looking through her sister's diaper bag, seems like maybe out of curiosity, and finds a pregnancy test and decides to take it. Which, by the way, those are kind of, like, expensive. I feel like I would not just take someone's pregnancy test. Right, but we don't have sisters either, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe you're just like, you owe me. Right, right, right. So meanwhile, the family shows Brad a photo album where Kate was overweight when she was little and also shows him a bunch of photos with her and this girl with some implications that maybe she's been in a relationship with a woman before, which Brad didn't know. So he's discovering things about her just like she did about him. Mm -hmm. Kate's niece, Cassie, who's like seven, steals the pregnancy test that Kate had taken and runs away with it, thinking it's a magic marker. So Kate chases her around. She doesn't want anyone to know, you know, about this. Yeah. And she chases her into the inflatable jump jump, as they call it. <laughs> Obviously, this triggers her, and all of the kids just dogpile onto her. She's Nightmare. screaming mistletoe, <laughs> but Brad cannot hear her from inside. <laughs> Also, she's, like, borrowed clothes that were at her mom's house that she'd left there. Yes. And the sweater she puts on, which is from when she was younger and overweight, it's, like, oversized on her, whatever, was probably considered hideous in 2008, but it's actually cute now. So, yes, I'm, like, I feel like we would wear that sweater. Yeah, I'm, like, "Mm, you know, fashion comes back. (laughs) (laughs) So, after this visit, Brad is really surprised about what he didn't know about Kate and tells her she shouldn't have been so judgmental about not knowing his real name when she has her own skeletons in the closet. Next, they go to Kate's mom's boyfriend's church. He is a pastor. And it's like this super modern mega church. They're doing a skit of, you know, the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he asks for volunteers to play Mary and Joseph. Kate's mom volunteers them. Awful. So they put them in costumes, hand them a real baby Jesus, and <laughs> Brad starts getting really into it. <laughs> so He's like, It's so funny. It's so hysterical. He, like, walks on stage with so much, like, gusto. And meanwhile, Kate has horrible stage fright. She can't find the swaddle for the baby, so she's, like, whispering to him, and he's, 
He's like yelling at her about making it part of his character. He loves the limelight. It's it's basically a disaster, except Brad wins over the crowd, and by the end of it, everybody's loving him. Yeah, they're like standing ovation for Brad. Yes. (laughs) Meanwhile, Kate's just horrified. Next stop is Brad's mom's house. She's dating a guy named Daryl who calls Brad big guy and wants to give him money for gas. Turns out Brad and Daryl were best friends before when they were (laughs) growing growing up. up. (laughs) Yeah. So Brad is like, no, we can't, we can't be friends anymore. You're dating my mom. (laughs) Oh, that's like, I feel like that's like people who you, you know, you never know people's real age really at work, but yeah. Or people like who you work with or whatever. But I feel like that's, like, someone who's, like, pretty close to your age calling you hun. And you're like, what are you doing? Yes. You're like, (laughs) please "Mm, don't say that. No. (laughs) Oh, so funny. So Brad's brother, Denver, and his wife, Susan, also come over, and they all play Taboo together. Denver and Susan are super good at it with, like, these very abstract clues because they apparently are, like, really close. Mm -hmm. But Brad and Kate really struggle because Brad doesn't understand any of Kate's personal clues that she gives. They're just not on the same page. The connection is not there. No. I love Taboo. Me too. What's your favorite game? Do you have a favorite? Or a couple of your favorites? Yeah, I mean, I really love Taboo. I, I like, like, word association games. I think they're fun. Mm. You and Kale introduced us to Quix, which we play yes. all the time now. We take, like, usually when we go camping or on vacation, we take Quix, another card game called Dutch Blitz, oh. and maybe, like, Canasta, like, smaller yeah, portable yeah. games with us. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Also love Quix. We are big Catan players. Ooh, we yeah. love Catan. We, we're just really big game players. I really like Telestrations. Have you ever played that one? Yes. It's super fun. Telestrations After Dark is very fun. Oh, I have not played that one, but I bet it's no. super fun. That one's fun. Yeah, yeah. Love board games. Side note, at our house, we just like have the TV on in the morning, and there's this game show that comes on called 25 Words or Less which is like a word association game. Mm -hmm. And I submitted us as potential (gasps) contestants. Yes! (laughs) I submitted her back for them, and I'm like, please. Oh, that would be so much fun. I feel like we'd be really good at it. I think we would be, for sure. Yeah. We have a connection. So, side note, just put your good (laughs) vibes out there that Allie and I will play for (laughs) $10,000. Well, we could do with that. (laughs) So, back in the car, Kate and Brad are really quiet at this point. They realize they're being introduced to things they don't know about each other. They're not necessarily getting along, etc. Kate tells Brad she took a pregnancy test. Brad starts freaking out. And she's like, relax. It was negative. And she doesn't really appreciate his anxious reaction, considering they've been together for three years. She's like, would it really be the worst thing in the world? Mm -hmm. And she said she actually kind of had hoped that it would be positive when she took it. And she'd like to consider marriage and kids if that's where their relationship might go. Brad is adamant he doesn't want those things and never has. And they've always said they didn't want those things. Mm -hmm. And she's very quiet after that, just thinking. So they're on their way to Kate's dad's house. She tells him to just drop her off and go home without her and that she'll go in alone. She tells him she understands she changed the rules in their relationship and she gets it, but she can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And he drives away. Just drives away. Ugh, heartbreaking. On Christmas. Yes, come on. Kate's dad, who's played by John Voight, is kind of the most normal of all of the parents. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, he has like this very homey, warm, calm house for once. And the people who are there are just like actually getting along for once. Mm -hmm. Kate's sister asks where Brad is, and she says she'd rather not talk about it. So she and her dad kind of have a heart-to-heart. He says he's familiar with telling lies to avoid family, but he would do anything to get that time back. 
he encourages her to be honest about who she is and what she needs and says that the rest will work out. And Kate seems to realize that she may have been missing out by not seeing her family realizing like sort of what they've made together yeah because because i think her mom has also come like she realizes that her parents have actually transitioned into a more amicable relationship which she didn't know and her sister's just like you haven't been around and we've missed you and and whatever so she yeah she's just kind of like reflecting on what she's been avoiding and she didn't even know that she was avoiding it right exactly so of all places brad goes back to his dad's house and he tells his dad that kate asked to get more serious with him and he told her no And his dad is like, that's my boy, and seems really proud of him. Like, maybe the most proud of he's been of Brad the whole movie, because it reminds him of himself, which obviously kind of hurts Brad, because he he has some issues with his family, too, you know? Yeah, he's not, like, aspiring to be like his dad, or make him proud in that way. Yes, exactly. So we see both of them, Kate and Brad, really thinking things through separately. Brad ends up driving back to her dad's house and starts out with, okay, if you have one, you might as well have two. (laughs) And which I think is just a cute way to open the conversation. Mm -hmm. So she asks if he's actually comfortable having this conversation or if he just wants to go to Fiji. And after a sarcastic response, he gives a really cute answer saying he's comfortable having these conversations because he's found the person he wants to have these conversations with. So they talk about how it doesn't mean for sure that they're going to get married and have kids, but they're just open to it and they're open to seeing where things go. Mm -hmm. Cut to one year later where Kate's just given birth. And they reveal that they haven't told their families that they're having a baby. But then a reporter comes in live on air because they had the first baby of the new year. Classic. Classic. This is such a fun movie. I I see this as an every year Christmas movie for me. Easy watch, enjoyable, lighthearted, but heartwarming. Yeah, I love the different vibes of each family stop. It's funny without being depressing, even though they're all pretty dysfunctional. Yes. So it's fun. There's so many funny one-liners, and I just feel like Reese plays off Vince Vaughn's physicality and humor really well in this movie and it's just like cute well-balanced I like it totally agree Vince Vaughn is so funny in this we said it a few times throughout the plot notes but like it's definitely ridiculous but he just does a really good job of pulling off that humor yes and it's such a fun cast I feel like we named everyone but like I don't know I, I feel like this could be one of those movies where it's just like a bunch of famous people get together and make a stupid movie yes and it is kind of a stupid movie but it works you know so yes. it's like Reese, Vince, John Voight, Sissy Spacek, John Favreau, Tim McGraw, Kristen Chenoweth, Katie Mixon, Mary Steenberger, we just love. I'm like all in. I have to give a fun fact about Mary Steenbergen because I don't know if you remember this, but when we watched the movie, I was looking some stuff up about it and I was like, I have a fun fact. And you were like, what is it? And I was like, no, I'm going to save it for when we're Ooh, recording. Yes. Yes. So Mary Steenbergen, such a gem. First of all, she's like the best movie mom. She plays the mom of like mostly adult children in multiple great movies. So this one, The Proposal, Step Brothers, Elf, mm-hmm. like yep. so, so many fun movies. Love it. Oh, and I have to say, she is the real life mother-in-law of Lily Collins. I did know that. Yes. Okay. So that's not my fun fact though. Okay. My fun fact is in 2009, she underwent a routine surgery, I think on her arm, where she had to be put under general anesthesia. Mm-hmm. And when she woke up, she said her mind was different and everything in her mind was music. What? Yes. So she said, the best way I can describe it, this is a quote, the best way I can describe it is that I ju- it just felt like my brain was only music and that everything anybody said to me became musical. All of my thoughts became musical. Every street sign became musical. I couldn't get my mind into any other mode. 
And it ended up being like this huge distraction for her. It really scared her and her husband because she was, you know, all of a sudden her mind is just completely different. Her son said it seemed really crazy at the time because she would just like try and play some instrument even though she didn't know how to play it. And like she was just musical suddenly. She eventually realized she needed to do something with it, at least for her own sanity. So she called the talented musical friend that she had. And she's like, if I just sing you what I hear in my head, will you help me write it into a song? (gasps) What? Yes. And so they did that. Wrote hundreds of songs over one summer. What? She sent 12 of them off to a music lawyer. She ended up being signed to Universal as a songwriter. Stop. Does she Isn't like that write? crazy? Who do, does she like write? She's written songs for a few movies, like nothing huge, but she wrote the song Glasgow for the movie Wild Rose and won multiple awards for it, including a Critics' Choice Award for Best Song. Dang, that's so weird. Isn't that crazy? You just and like, she's still like that. Apparently, yeah. I guess from what I could find. <gasps> you know, there's people who like see colors... Yes. And they think they, like, have person like, they, they in- infer colors have, like, either personalities or music or, like, whatever associated with yes. them. So, yes. that's so interesting. It was, like, after a surgery. It's she wasn't, so like, weird. born like that. Yeah. It's so strange. Huh. That's so fun. I mean, I'm I sure that would drive me insane, but. Right. Especially because she was, like, I couldn't play an instrument at the time. Like, she's learned now. Because she was, like, needed to do something with it. Wow. So weird. Strange. Was there anything you didn't like about Four Christmases? I mean, I think it's a little weird how little they knew about each other's families. Yeah. Obviously, that's the whole premise of the movie. But... It just, like, I think there was some plot hole with that because, like, Kate hasn't got together for family events for five years. But, like, her niece Cassie seems super comfortable with her and, like, knows her. Right. And I'm like, well, that doesn't check out because you would have been like two. You wouldn't really know her. Right, right. And it seemed like she didn't even like know his brother's names where I'm like, even if you didn't see them, wouldn't you right. know their names? Yeah, you would think so. So I don't know. So weird. What about you? I also can't imagine a news reporter, whatever, just barge into a maternity ward and be like, ah, you got the first baby of the new year. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. But you know. But I mean, I'll take it for the plot of the movie, whatever. It wraps the movie up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a little bit unrealistic at parts, but I think it makes the movie fun. It's not too distracting. You just, it's not trying to be something it's not. Exactly. So for Reese's character of Kate, we gave her a 7.75 out of 10. I love like right off the bat how she walks into the situation at Brad's dad's house and she's just all team Brad, right? She's like encouraging him to stand up to his brothers and they're both like very supportive of each other at the beginning, like going into these uncomfortable situations. Yeah, totally agree. I also really like the way she handles how she changed her mind, although I will say it like happened very quickly. Like she realized that she may be interested in having children over the course of one day, but I really like that she brought it up to Brad pretty much right away Mm -hmm. and she's very open about being like I know I'm the one who's changed my tune here so I get it I thought it was like a very mature way to handle things yeah I did feel like it was way more clear why Brad would be estranged from his family than Mm. Kate like I feel like we got some background on her character through the childhood stuff at her mom's house, but we don't really get to see the rest of her journey. Like, to me, it doesn't really make sense why she's estranged from her family. We didn't really get a good reason. Like, her dad seems super normal. Her mom and aunts and grandma and sister all seem, like, super close to each other. And Mm -hmm. she even seems relatively close to her sister, the way they confide in each other. So, like, 
That part just didn't make as much sense to me. Yeah, I agree. It didn't come full circle in the same way that Brad's story did. Yeah, I feel like they could have referenced, like, a massive falling out or, like, given us some reason why. Right. Or if she was influenced to be estranged from her family because Brad is estranged from his if he just, like, influenced her to be that way. Right, right. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. But overall, I think she's super likable. Like mm-hmm. like I said, she's mature. She was very reasonable when talking through, like, the different situations and stuff like that. And I think she is a very even-keeled character compared to Brad, who is a little bit more, like, sarcastic and witty and up and down. I feel mm-hmm. like she was a little more, you know, steady. Yeah, agreed. So for her acting, we gave her a 7.75 out of 10 there, too. I think her acting in this is really fun. It's like, it seems like a very easy role for her to play, really natural. I think one thing that is impressive to me is her ability to play well with Vince Vaughn because mm-hmm. he is such a character in this and he is delivering so many funny one-liners. I think we've kind of talked about this before. A lot of times in a duo, you have like a uh, funny guy, straight guy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she does a really good job of playing it straight when he's the comedic one. And I Mm -hmm. think not everybody is really good at that. Agreed. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because I feel like this could have gone the direction of, like, Hot Pursuit, Mm. where we did not like her acting as much because there are some similar comedic elements between these two Mm. movies. But I think her acting in this one landed better. And I don't know if it's because of the script or because of her, I almost said co-worker, (laughs) co-star, like how that influenced it. But I agree. Even though this is, like, a very normal character... I did not watch this thinking it's Reese just, you know, being Reese. Like, I think she does a good job portraying the character of Kate, even though there's not a lot of super specific moments I can call out of being like, oh, that was so Kate. Oh, that that so wasn't Reese, you know? Right, right. I totally agree. I also, there's a couple moments that I really liked with some subtle facial expressions or eye movements that I really liked. So again, sort of in relation to Vince Vaughn's line delivery, like when he would say something sarcastic, she would have these little facial reactions. Or when she and Brad were in the car talking about their future, she has this quiet look on her face and her eyes are shifting around like she's clearly thinking and it just Mm -hmm. felt very natural, but you could tell what she's doing, Mm -hmm. you know? Without it being too exaggerated. Yeah, I really liked the scenes of them in the car driving Mm -hmm. to different locations because their body language also changes throughout the day. Yes. And it's like kind of grounded by the fact that they're in the car going place to place. So I agree. That was kind of fun to see how they interacted and also like watch them get more introspective as the day goes on. Right, right. So for our bonus score this season, it's Whiskey Teacups, which means how sassy she was. We gave her a 0.75 out of 2. So maybe like a shot and a half of whiskey. Oddly specific for us. <laughs> yeah. I think Vince Vaughn is a 3 out of 2 sass meter oh, yeah. on this movie. Completely agree. She's got a little banter back and forth with him, which I think is why we gave her a little bump here. Yeah, and she gets sassy with Cassie in the pregnancy test, like the Mm, whole jump-jump scene. She's got some sass. So, like, it's there. Yeah, it's in her. It's just she's a little more buttoned up. Yes, I agree. (laughs) So for Would You Watch Again, we gave this a 5 out of 5, obviously, every year for me. Yes, I love this movie. I know you own it. Yes. I can't remember if I own it or not, but this is like an every year fun watch Mm, for me. Totally. So to review, for Four Christmases, we gave the plot an 8.25 out of 10, Reese's character Kate a 7.75 out of 10, Reese's acting a 7.75 out of 10, a whiskey teacup score of 0.75 out of 2, and a Would You Watch Again score of 5 out of 5, which means that Four Christmases has a score of 29.5 out of 37 points and is ranked number 12 out of all 41 movies. 
love that. Yeah. I think it's pretty impressive for a Christmas movie to rank that highly because I, I think a lot of Christmas movies aren't necessarily great movies. They just are, you know, I don't know. You like them because they're Christmas movies, but I yeah, think they're like has some filler movies. Good elements. Yes. Yeah. Love it. I agree. Love it. Okay, we have to give another shout out this week for a supporter on Buy Me a Coffee. Haley from Illinois is covering a rental fee every month with one of our monthly support options. We think that the movie The Blind Side from our girl crush Sandy B fits you best, Haley. So thank you so much. And if you would also like to learn more about supporting us for as little as $3 a month, visit buymeacoffee.com slash girlcrushpod. Love it. As always, thanks for listening to the Girl Crush Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on today's movie. You can find us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod or TikTok at girlcrushpod. You can also visit our website, girlcrushpodcast.com. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about the very obscure film, SFW. You guys are in for a treat. It's a doozy. (laughs) You don't want to miss it. True. Bye. Bye.